Kitchen. To Love Chapel Hill with the Hardy Jesus. Hi everyone, this is Brooke with Connections and I would just like to personally invite you to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. for the watch party. We are having such a wonderful time getting together on Sundays, watching the service together and talking and just really being able to fellowship during this time while we are apart. So please join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. I hope to see you all there. Hi, I'm Maddie and I wanna welcome you again to Love Chapel Hill. Especially if you're joining us for the first time or one of the first few times, I also want to remind you about our Connect Card. The Connect Card is an easy way to reach out with just some basic information so we can share more about the church, answer any questions, and also get you involved in things like small groups um, and volunteering if you'd like to. If you want to fill out a Connect Card, just check the description of this video, either in YouTube or Facebook, and you can also go to our website, lovechapelhill.com, to find out more information and find the Connect Card. I hope that you have a safe and happy new year, and we're looking forward to hearing from you soon.
Hello, Love Chapel Hill. I bring greetings from Salisbury, North Carolina. My name is Anthony Smith. I am lead pastor here of Mission House, and we send you greetings. And so uh, we are we are honored this morning to share with you the first message of 2021 on this day of epiphany. Um, as some of you may already know, uh, we are celebrating epiphany. Many Christians all over the world are celebrating this day, this season, uh, during Christmas tide, during the Christmas time, uh, during these 12 days of Christmas where we uh, commemorate or we remember uh, the, the appearance, the presenting of Jesus uh, before the, the Magi, before the three wise kings. And so I'm really excited this morning to share with you uh, this message that comes from uh, that meeting, from that epiphany, uh, that meeting, that presenting of Jesus, that's in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. I want to read to that passage uh, to you this morning, if we may. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi, from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And I just want to start there uh, this morning. We three kings of Orient are bearing gifts. We traverse afar, field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. So we sang one Christmas season at Mount Zion Baptist Church in my hometown of Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I was a kid around eight or nine years old. Uh, myself, Charles Washington and Fred Nash uh, were horsing around in the choir stand while the other kids were being attentive to Miss Washington, who was our youth director, uh, who led the youth activities in uh, my grandmother's church of my youth. She was trying to organize the church's annual uh, Christmas program. You know, the Christmas speeches, uh, the kids singing and such. Uh, you know, the clumsy, cute pageantry stuff for the parents to get pictures. And back then, we had Kodak, uh, the film, right? You took it, snap it, and it, the film came out of the camera. Uh, I'm kind of dating myself here, but I understand there's a revival in that. But anyways, and so me and my pals aren't paying attention. Miss Washington catches us. And uh, she gets an epiphany. If you're, and so if you're wanting to be seen, 
uh, as the class clowns, then I'm going to give you an opportunity to be seen. I'm going to make y'all three kings. So she makes her stand up in front of before uh, before the rest of the children and tells us that we will be singing the popular epiphany song, We Three Kings. And we had like a week to memorize this song, y'all, and be prepared to sing before the whole church on Sunday morning. This is a pretty large sized church uh, for back in the day. And so Sunday morning comes, it's our turn to sing. You know, they go to the service, the, the opening uh, celebration, and it's our turn to sing. Now, mind you, this is my first time ever in my life had, to, had I had to stand up with a microphone in my hand before a large group of people. So not only am I afraid of that, I'm also afraid about what's about to happen. It's our turn to sing. So Charles, Fred, and I stand up. Mics in hand, and we sing. We three kings of Orient are bearing gifts. We traverse afar, field and fountain, moor and mountain. <laughs> we forget the words. We are literally mumbling sounds before all these people. I'm so embarrassed, but I'm determined. I won't let this moment pass without perseverance. I look into the crowd and I continue to mumble. Next, I hear kids uh, snickering, pointing at me, laughing in the choir stand. Apparently, Fred and Charles left the stage early. It left me all by myself on the stage mumbling, we three kings. What an epiphany. Epiphany. An intriguing word. It means a manifestation of a divine or supernatural being. It means a sudden intuitive perception of or insight into the reality or essential meaning of something usually initiated by some simple, homely or commonplace occurrence or experience. It is also an epiphany is also a literary work or section of a work presenting usually symbolically such a moment of revelation and insight. I love this description of an epiphany by philosopher Paul DeMann. He says this, strictly speaking, an epiphany cannot be beginning, cannot be a beginning, since it reveals and unveils what, by definition, could never have ceased to be there. Rather, it is the rediscovery of a permanent presence which has chosen to hide itself from us unless it is we who have the power to hide from it. So an epiphany is not just the, it is not the emergence of something new. It is rather a revealing of what has always been hidden from us all the while. A revealing of what has been with us 
all the while. Mm. During this season of Christmas tide and uh, this day of epiphany, we are reminded in this story of the three magi of some basic spiritual truths. In this story, we are being summoned to a co-discovery with these three kings or magi, a co-discovery of the Christ. And brothers and sisters, this is how the Gospels work, right? We are reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Gospels are, are many things, but they're also portals of discovery. When you sit and you read and you meditate and you contemplate and you chew and you take in the story, uh, they become portals of discovery. Discovery of who? Of the Christ. Jesus, the King. The Jesus that teaches, the Jesus that heals, the, the Jesus that brings liberation and draws people into a different way of being into the world. That draws us, woos us in, fascinates us in, into a different way of being in the world. A way of being rooted in God's love through the gospel, through stories like this, through the story of epiphany, Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, will draw us into a place of illumination and discovery. And the discovery of Jesus by the Magi is very relevant today. The scene like ours is the stuff of conspiracy theories. Mystical foreign agents or dignitaries are guided by a prophecy from within their own foreign religion, possibly Zoroastrianism, guided by their reading of the stars, possibly some form of ancient astrology that somehow hinted that a star will be a sign that a new king is being born in a foreign land. So what happens? Uh, the epiphany begins within their world, within a strange culture, within a strange people, with a strange religion, with a strange way of being in the world and a different way of being in the world. It is here. The story of Epiphany with the Magi begins in this place, not in church, not in a synagogue, not in the temple, not amongst those who profess to be Christians or Jews, but amongst the people who worship other gods. God can reveal God's will throughout any part of creation. Even the parts that seem strange and foreign to us. So as we follow this story, here they are being guided by an astronomical body in the sky, a star to uh, Jerusalem. So they make their first stop to the most obvious place they needed to go was Jerusalem, the capital of the foreign land that they felt like they were supposed to go to find this new king. And so they go to the court of Herod, the king of Israel, the current incumbent of the throne of Israel. And so if you read the passage, let's, let's continue with the story of what happens, right? Uh, um, and so um, and so they go and meet uh, King Herod. And so it says uh, they went to Jerusalem. They came east of Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? Now they're sitting before Herod in his court and they're asking his people, where is the king? They're talking to King Herod asking, where is the king of the Jews? Herod is supposed to be the king of the Jews. But they're asking him, 
Where is the king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And I love this part right here. Verse three, when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. Let me tell you something. Let me give you a little insight for those of you who love justice, who love getting into your community, who do, love doing the work of bringing healing and renewal. Because we always say Christ is making all things new, right? One of the things you need to understand is that when Jesus uh, when there's an epiphany of Jesus, when there's a manifestation, a revelation, an illumination, when Jesus shows up, right? Even here, just a star shows up. Uh, they haven't even met Jesus yet. Just the word that Jesus is showing up in the land, that Jesus is showing up in the community disturbs the status quo. And not just Herod. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. This was the center of power, the center of privilege, the knowledge that there was another king coming outside of Jerusalem, outside the center of power and prestige and status uh, disturbed these folks. When he had called together all the people's chief priests, the teachers of the law, he got all the scholars, all the theologians, all the apologists, all the folks that uh, delve into scriptures and the historians. And they said, yo, uh, what does the scripture say about the Messiah? Where is he to be born? Because Harry wants to know where this, this challenge to his power is going to be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they replied for, this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the, Jew, the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. When power is challenged, when uh, even when we are challenged, uh, we engage sometimes in self-deception. We engage in forms of deception to try to undermine the goodness that we see being illumined, the goodness that seems to be emerging before our very eyes. There's ways in which our own soul, our flesh, will try to trick us and deceive us. So even here, Herod is trying to trick and deceive the Magi and to go getting intelligence so that he may go, and as you learn in the next section, Herod's intention is to kill Jesus. This ain't Hallmark, brothers and sisters. This ain't a cute Thomas Kincaid painting. This is political intrigue. This is the stuff of conspiracy. Here it is, the king of the world, the savior of all mankind, of humanity, of the world, of the creation, of the cosmos. Here it is, God conspiring, using all these different elements, people from a strange land coming into a place, using greeting, power-hungry kings, uh, all these things, different things conspiring, astronomical bodies in the sky, all these things coming together as a symphony of a conspiracy of a symphony, a symphony conspiracy, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we can call it a epiphany conspiracy. All these different forces arrayed to illumine. So when we look at our own time, hello, QAnon, hello, 
the undermining of democracy. Hello, global pandemics. Hello, the loss of life. Hello, tragedy and suffering this past year. Hello, all kind of political intrigue and, and anxieties uh, in our world. All these different strange things that are occurring, strange objects appearing in the desert places of our own country. These metal boxes popping out of nowhere. All these strange occurrences happening all over the world today. Climate change, weather patterns, the warming of the earth, all these many different things. It's like a conspiracy. But here we are in our story. It seems like all the stars are aligning for the revelation of something great. And so what happens, y'all? We continue with the story. And so they get their orders from, uh, uh, from Herod to go. Uh, and after they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed on coming to the house. They saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Mm -mm -mm. So they went back to where they came from by another route. They came back with a different understanding, with an illumination. They came and didn't come back the way they, they, didn't, they left. They didn't leave the way they came after they met Jesus. And don't miss the entry. They follow a star that leads them and guides them. They follow this sign to the place where Jesus is with Mary and his family. And they bring gifts. And then later it says they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod. What can we gain from this story? I know there's a lot going on in the world today. I know the signs of the times are strange, but my brothers and sisters, could it be that the moments that you're in right now, the moment, the things that we're seeing in our culture, maybe they are an epiphany. Maybe they are a revelation to us of who's real and who's fake. Maybe it's a revelation who is the true king. And who is the real kingdom that we're called to be a part of? Maybe this story reminds us as followers of Jesus that our true allegiance, our ultimate allegiance is not to those who pretend to be kings and presidents and prime ministers. But our true allegiance is to uh, the, 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 the manifestation of God in human form. That Jesus, who is the face of eternity, wrapped in vulnerability and peace in a small manger in Bethlehem. This is the king that we are called to play our loyalty and to give our allegiance and our faith to this king. So my prayer is this week or during this Christmas season is that during this time of epiphany that you rediscover 
Christ, that you rediscover Jesus on a deeper level, that somehow, some way, I pray that the Holy Spirit will draw you in into a season of rediscovery of who this Christ is and how he's calling you to participate in his coming kingdom, this kingdom of love, this kingdom of, of, of justice, this kingdom of healing and liberation that Jesus began many, many, many centuries ago, that you're called to participate, that you're called, as our church has been saying lately, that you're called to be a God lover a Jesus lover. And by you following the star, by you following the signs, by you discovering, I pray also that those who see our lives, that those who see our communities, that our very communities, that our very lives become an epiphany as well. An epiphany of Jesus and the love of Jesus. Amen. God bless. garden lead me back to the moment I heard your voice bring me back to communion lead me back to the moment I saw your face it was all so simple it was easy to love
Happy New Year, friends. My name is Joel. I'm with Connections here at Love Chapel Hill. First thing I want to do is say a special thank you to Pastor Anthony Smith for that amazing word that he brought to us today. Pastor Smith, we really appreciate you and everything that Mission House is doing right here in our very home state of North Carolina. We hope that you know that you are appreciated and you are so loved in this church community. Uh, as we close today in the very first service of the new year, uh, I wanted to speak to those of you that are, are probably into the, the new, year res new year resolutions, the new goals, the new mindset that generally comes at this time of the year. I want to remind you of some ways that you can grow spiritually and with others uh, during this new year. Uh, we have been offering this last year virtually, and we're gonna to continue to do so this year. Uh, we we all, I wanna invite you first to our Tuesday night Bible study. It's called The Story. So easy to just jump in, it starts at seven o'clock. Uh, what the story does, it walks through the book of John and through the book of Acts. Anybody can come in at any time. You do not have to be a Bible scholar. Just come learn, add to the conversation, whatever you feel like doing. Also, on Wednesday mornings, we have at 8 o'clock, we have virtual prayer group. It's a great way to get to know people, to pray, to share what's going on in your life. We would love to have you there. But also want to highlight one of the most popular things we had in all of last year 
is our discipleship bands. We have even more people still want to join bands, so we would love for you to do so as well. What bands are is an intentionally small, small group of three to five people that learn together, grow together, pray together, share together. And this is just a great way to really dig deep and dive into uh, relationship with Jesus. So I want to encourage you, if you are in the mindset of wanting to go deeper with a relationship with Jesus, want to know more, maybe even kind of in the beginning stages of it and want to know more, these are some great ways to get connected and to grow. But as we close today, I thought we would read the Lord's Prayer together. So if you know it or you would like to read along, you can go to uh, the book of Matthew in chapter 6 and verse 9. And let's say this all together, looking at you watch party. Let's, uh, let's all read this together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but del de deliver us from the evil one. Well, love Chapel Hill, you are sent to love Chapel Hill or wherever you are with the heart of Jesus.